Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text us at 8.12.15. I know, I know some of the regulars are thinking, oh, well, we know all this. Mm. We've heard this information mm. a million times, but there's a slight change this week. <laughs> ah. Because you can follow us on Twitter at Frank on the Radio. Mm. Huh? Oh, I like that. It's yeah. quite snappy. Changed. <laughs> nice. And it's good if, if ever I move into minicab work, I'll be <laughs> oh. able to keep that. Yeah. So, um, don't forget if you if this is for the Twitterati. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm the <laughs> gatekeeper of the Twitterati. You two will have no truck with them. No, no. I don't get me wrong. I don't. I don't think it makes them intrinsically bad. It just makes them sheep-like followers. No. In fact, some of our most incisive comments and observations are from them. For example, par example, um, Macabon Smith has tweeted us. Frank, at Frank on the radio, Frank's toes curling as Dermot interviews Miss Piggy. Well, he was right about that, because yeah. on last night's Comet Relief, I think I've said on here before, one of my absolute pet hates is people talking to Miss Piggy in an interview as if it's a real person. Yeah. Mm. And it came on last night, and I said to my girlfriend, oh, my God, is they going to do that thing? And she said, I don't know what your problem is with it. <laughs> and I said, well, one of the things is the way, if it's a bloke, he feels he has to flirt with what is essentially foam latex. Mm. And, of course, he did exactly that. He flirted, and she was uh, off with the the woman, which is what Mm -hmm. what she always is. It's a terrible, desolate experience. (laughs) Money was raised, but, you know, if they'd have asked me, if they'd have said, look, Miss Biggie's going to raise £220,000. Yeah. I'd I'd say, I'll send you £230,000, don't have her on. But they didn't ask me. See, they could really uh, cut out a whole month of television if they just asked the celebrities that do do the programme to give a bit more in order to not do bits that they don't like. That would save us all having to watch it as well, wouldn't it? Well, it, I think they raised £75 million last night. Yeah. Jimmy Carr could have done that at a stroke. <laughs> well, And uh, he would have been, he, at last, he would have been even <laughs> with the government. <laughs> But no, instead, we have to... I mean, don't get me wrong, there was many marvellous things on last night, but I, yeah. I cannot tolerate the interviewing of Miss Piggy in any context. Does it I extend s- to all puppets, Frank? Were you, did you have similar views, for, exo- for example, about Zig and Zag? No, well, Zig and Zag were all right. There's something about... That no one flirted with them, did Every they? Miss Piggy interview is exactly the same. It's based mm. on her being talking of as if she's an amazing big star. Mm-hmm. Then they haven't acknowledged the decline of the Moppets <laughs> in any way. <laughs> you know, they never I like say, you object on the grounds for not being quite A-list no, enough. But, no, and but it's you know, it's always a bit awkward when you see... I mean, I've been in this position myself, when you're interviewed as if you're still a big star. <laughs> um, you know, they used to be on telly every week. They have the odd movie now. And that ought to be brought up. I want to see, if they're going to interview, well, let's get down to, to nitty-gritty. I see you were talking cry. about how it feels to, yeah. not, to not get the amount of uh, fan mail and stuff. have got a tear duct in the puppets. I don't know. Do pigs actually cry? I mean, about real pigs. Is that the phrase? Do pigs no. cry? I think it's do pigs fly, isn't it? <laughs> no, but no, do that's pigs a pr- cry. that's a Prince song I think you'll find. Do pigs cry is the title of my, yeah. Uh, do pigs cry on tour with Frank Skinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, so um, that was You did your bit, Frank, for Comic Relief. I did. No, not on the night. Oh, Oh, you didn't do the night. No, you were part of the the preamble. I'm part of the the preamble, yeah. Well, 
more it's importantly, cool. you play. made play it. Never mind all that. Night. You made it onto the Daily Mail sidebar of shame, oh. which was a very proud moment for me. Yeah, but I, I <laughs> you were about third up as well, which they do it in terms of popularity. Do they? Yeah. You were right up the top. Is that a journalism fact? Yes, do you it know is. that for yes, a fact? Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, but that, what is it about people kissing that's seen as a massive... For those that don't know, we need to say what you did, Frank. I kissed yeah. a man and I didn't much care for it. I think that, <laughs> that, would that have gone as a Katy Perry song? <laughs> <laughs> you kissed Greg Davis. I kissed Greg Davis. Um, such so man. the show was going so badly that we went to the. Um, I don't agree. We went to the c- crisis rescue comic relief moment, which mm-hmm. is two people kissing who you think would never normally kiss. Yeah. Sometimes it can be actually a bit unkind because if, say, for example, Dawn French kisses. Um, Hugh Grant. Yeah. Mm. The audience scream and whoop. And and we all know that the undercurrent of that is that, God, Hugh Grant would never normally kiss anyone who looked like that. Yeah. It's actually quite cruel. It is, yeah. Mm. And two men would normally kiss. A little bit outdated. Yeah. <laughs> I think the kissing I... on Comet Relief, on, it reveals the dark side of the British public. Yeah. Can I be honest? I think you suited it. I think if you didn't have such a fabulous and beautiful life partner, mm. I, I think you looked comfortable. I've her. always thought I'd be happy as a homosexualist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, some of the nuts and bolts I might find uh, a little, little difficult at first, but there's there's lots of things about it. I like the idea, I like the neatness and the keeping neatness. yourself smart and clean. Mm. And you think you'd get that with Greg Davis? No, well, I don't know if he'd be the right partner. Well, he's too tall for all of us. You had what I have, Frank, that syndrome, like a monkey climbing up a tree. Because <laughs> you were clinging on to him. It's, um, it's how I imagine um, the Crankies must, must kiss, because he, yeah. I mean, he literally raised me into the air. Oh. Which he the did. scary thing was I realised his hands was behind his back at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We were we were um, sort of doing our uh, comic relief thing. Yeah, fantastic. They raised seventy five so million. So much money. Um, we came down to see you actually, didn't we? Yes, we had a radio came. show outing. You came oh, never, to Let's oh, Dance. Not me. Not, not no. Me. My just, niece just Mimi clarity, came in your yeah. place as friend of the show. Is that right? Oh, good. I don't think you'd be at home at anything with the party atmosphere. No. <laughs> or the word comic in it. There were too many coloured wigs. You wouldn't have liked oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Were, uh, Sounds like a fire hazard. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that wasn't a political statement. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Well, um, did you, did you, were you at, uh, any aware of this, of this show? Oh, that was one. I've lost the power of speech. But I want to mm. go. I keep well, going. Yeah. But when I heard about this, I came close to losing the power of speech. I'd, I'd heard that you kissed Greg on national telly, and I know both of you, and I like you each separately. I don't feel. Can I just say very good use of national telly, which they often use in the Big Brother house? <laughs> you, I can't believe you've said that on national television. Yeah, it says an air of when they say oh, Britain's Got Talent. Do you really think the royal family want to watch <laughs> stuff like this? And I, uh, I said to my wife yesterday, "Oh, um, apparently Frank kissed Greg on Comet Relief. Did you hear about it?" And she went, "I saw it." So I'm not sure oh, that's that... a ringing endorsement. No, not everyone. Uh, <laughs> we saw it. Well. Mimi, my 11-year-old niece, her oh, first question goodness. was, well, she enjoyed it enormously. Did she? she? Well, she just said it was quite normal. There's a different it's generation, modern, you see. Modern. You know, it's funny you should say that, because I, I drove my um, 
my little boy to swim in yesterday. He's yeah. only nine months old, so he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's not really doing language at the moment, but I talk to him throughout the journey. Because he's in the back and I'm in the front. Yeah. I'm trying to remind yeah. him that I'm there. And we went through Vauxhall, and I said, look, there's the Royal Vauxhall Tavern, um, one of the great <laughs> homosexual landmarks <laughs> of central London. And I thought, you know... 30 years ago, uh, the, the, I don't think dads were saying things like no. that to their children. No. They'd have, they'd have averted their eyes. So that's progress. Mimi's question, she just she went up to Greg and she said, did you practice? Mm. <laughs> I thought that's it was a, a perfectly a valid question. Fantastic question. I had a moment with Roland Riveron, though, Frank, because he was the winner the year before. Yeah, he was, he was brilliant. Well, I told him that and I said, you know, but it came out wrong. It was one of those awful moments. I said, I thought you were brilliant. I said, Frank and I were saying, it's very important not to try and be funny. Oh, oh you don't say that to a comic. <laughs> no. He said, yes, I think I've successfully managed not to be funny. Oh, oh no. I didn't mean it like that. No, I think that the thing is that you have to dance properly to be yeah. good on you. It was won by Anthony mm. Cotton, in case yeah. you don't know, who, um, who tap danced. Mm. And um, really? beautifully... Shuffle, hop, step, tap, ball, change. He, he dropped a time step on them, did he? <laughs> drama, the drama school flashback. <laughs> Blimey, I didn't even know asthmatics could tap dance. <laughs> did you? Do you tap dance? I can tap dance, but you only about as, oh! <laughs> only about as far as I've just said. I don't even think I've got the rhythm right on the time step. But if I'll I had to write on. a league table of people who tap dance, I can't tell you how low you would have been. <laughs> no, Frank, I see him as a sort of Billy Elliot type. Do you? Yeah. Yes. That's how I got myself out of the slums of uh, West Yorkshire. <laughs> you, dan- you danced out. It's very like Billy Elliot. No, and well, he's, got, he's got the rainbow top on. Lovely. I, I, yeah. I'll tell you, I would love to. Have, I'm, I'll pay a grand for Comet Relief <laughs> to see um, to see you tap dance. Okay. Have you still got your taps? I haven't actually got taps, but I'll just get some tappy shoes. I'll bring them in and a board. It'll be like, you know. <laughs> You'll get some tappy shoes? <laughs> what are the, what are the shoes that are a bit clippy, can't you? And you can, can put you? them on a board. And you I don't clippy. know. That, that doesn't sound world. very black swan, a bit clippy. It's a different world. I found Anthony Cotton. I closed my eyes at one point during it, and it was oh, just like a manual type. Yes, yeah, so a lot of people notice that. Yeah. you got to <laughs> be careful. you got to look like you're enjoying it at all times on there, because they keep cut into the judges. Oh, you yeah. pulled it off successfully. Yes. I you saw that, that didn't yeah. you? <laughs> <laughs> it was on the sidebar on the Daily Mail. That, that was yeah. Let's Dance Comic Relief Nights. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was, uh, I mean, I, it was really good, but I, I sort of think, you know, you want a comic to win. Can I Tom be honest? I wanted Tim Vine to win. I wanted Tim Vine I've, to win. And I've developed a bit of an OC on him now. Oh, good. I'm quite in love with him, but he has to wear... That white outfit at all times and no, the faux beard. But as you were saying, the butcher's hat. Yeah. It does look like a butcher's hat, that thing that he wore. <laughs> he wore a white trilby that did make him look like a butcher. And oh, I, I think see. that's what lost him the vote because oh, it's shame. not a great time to align yourself with the British meat industry. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We were in the comic relief Let's Dance bar when. Uh, you were last with us. I left my bag at one point, Frank, and I got rather paranoid. And I said something I'm not proud of. I said to Daisy's partner, Jermaine, who was there, he's handsome, isn't he? Um, I said, um, I'm a bit worried about my bag. I left it by the EastEnders. <laughs> 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 I did. Uh, yeah, well, I, well, I I Dean Gaffney hasn't worked for a while. 
Oh, I think Gaffney would not steal. He was a trooper, wasn't he? Was he there? Yeah, he had his head was injury. He? It was all, all... Yeah, he had oh, his head yeah, injury. Of course, mm. he dry? didn't have his seatbelt on, did he? Silly no, Billy. That's, that, that's a bit 70s, isn't it? Yeah, I just... <laughs> was he smoking on tip cigarettes at the time? <laughs> There's a bit of me when I read that thing. Listening thought, to Supertram. Yeah, thought, and having a glass of milk. <laughs> what car's he driving that doesn't beep for ages when he goes anywhere you without... what I imagine. He's as soon as I set off, I imagine beep, beep, beep. It'll be a 90s model. All oh, right, yeah. yeah. Now, you said, Frank, you told me you didn't think you were funny. No, I wasn't funny. Well, I, d- I disagree. No. In the strongest terms. No, but that's what people do, you see. People say, no, 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 you, no you, honestly, you're great. You I know. don't do that. But in, in your see, when court... when I heard that you and Greg kissed each other, I thought, well, they must both have thought they were having a terrible exactly. game. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <'Cause, laughs> you know, it's, no. it's, it's like when you start dancing or something like that, you know. I think your bar's too high. Would dancing have been less noble? It's good that your bar's high. I thought Greg's bar was too high. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was, no, it was, there are some nights, it just, you feel like you're speaking into a vacuum, it was one of those nights. You weren't speaking into a vacuum, but sitting, being an audience member, I was in the friends and family section next to Henry Winkler's family, but being in the friends and family section, you realise the demographic, they're a tough crowd, Mm. because they're 14 year old children with glow sticks and nanas. Mm. Yes. It's not really your audience. Well, I think of that as my audience. Oh, <laughs> OK, well, then no, it was a disaster. It, it was a disaster. No, it wasn't, Frank. It's, it's all right. I'm already over it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not over it. <laughs> I'll never be over it. But um, it was, you know, it's all right. I read that. Uh, I just wish that at the end of the show, there should be more of this. There should be more debriefings at the end of shows. Mm-hmm. When people say, so Alex Jones and Steve Jones could have come over to the judges and say, how do you think it went? And that could have been the last ten minutes. I was saying... Well, I didn't think that gag about blah, blah went very well. And I wish I'd said, you know, looking back, I wish I'd said. Yeah, like a sort of version of the bloopers, but... Perhaps we could do it on this. Yeah. Last link, just how we oh, think the show's Oh, I can't gone. wait for that. <laughs> I think that'd be brilliant. I read uh, one of my favourite reviews ever this week. I was looking for my next audio book. Mm. And this is, it wasn't a review of mine. It was a review, right. so I can, I can say it without my lip trembling. And... Um, I thought, I've often thought about reading um, the uh, the autobiography of Moes Khan Gandhi. Oh, yes. Uh, I've read it. Interesting. Have you read it? Yeah. How is it? I really enjoyed it. I read it in India. Oh, OK. Yeah. Right. You read it in Indian, I think you were going to say. Like there was such a language as Indian. Fluent, aren't you? Was it my experiments with the truth? Did you do that sort of thing when you're on holiday, you, you buy a book that's locally relevant? I read My Experiments with Truth by Gandhi whilst listening to Britney Spears on um, my my headphones, which I thought, I thought that liked to, that summed me up in a way. That yeah. is, uh, mm. That's a great combo. Mm. Um, so I, uh, I looked, I thought I might get that, and there was one review, and the review... <laughs> said, uh, I really wish this had been good. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, that's a tough review. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So we, uh, we can't talk about your high-profile um, kissing of Greg all, all the show. We need to talk about the big news from, um, from Wednesday evening. 
Uh, no, not me recording a Radio 4 programme. Uh, oh. New Pope in town, oh. isn't there? There's a new Pope in town. There's a new Pope in town, yeah. I, I was up there right uh, right to the very... It was the kiss that lost it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think? Yeah. The, the bets on you really dropped off on oh, Sunday, did. didn't they? I mm. bet they did, yeah. No, you can't come you, back. You, you lost can't it. come back from that in the Catholic Church. I'd say you lost it by a whisker, Frank. Oh. Ah. Well, you would have... Um, oh, it's a bit of a... The fact that he took my name. Yeah. Who? Franny. Yeah, that's... That's Pope Franny. I like it. I call him that. Oh, oh, I call him that. Yeah. A Catholic friend of mine texts me that, so I think it's allowed. But then I suppose only he's allowed to say that, isn't he? Pope Franny? Yeah. Oh, because you're abbreviating it. It should Mm. be Francis. Yeah. Yeah. But Franny's like... See, I like the way you're deconstructing (laughs) that. Just working my way through it as to why it was disrespectful. I'm not... (laughs) There's anyone who doesn't understand the concept of abbreviating (laughs) names. There it was in a nutshell. Yeah, that'd be a good text in. Text in names that you want to be made long again. Ways of shortening (laughs) names. Alan will make the name long again if you text in the... I'd look forward to that. So people saying, yeah, Christopher, you can can reduce it to Chris. That's great. That's this week's uh, letter of the week. (laughs) You win um, half a crown. (laughs) <laughs> so has he got a Twitter uh, account? He'll, he'll, he'll take up. Um, he'll take up the Pontifex. Oh, really? Oh, so the, the ap- ap- outgoing Pope has to teach him like the login and all that stuff. <laughs> do you think? Um, I, I suppose he'll, he'll have the, he'll have a password and all that. You'll get that from him. No, he's, he's already he trashed it on the way out. He's been to see the uh, Benedict. Benedetto has he? Yeah, he went. They, they had a bit of a. Uh, a post-election uh, meeting. High five. Oh, lovely. High five. I think at the moment things are quite cordial. Right. But um, I'm hoping it might go a bit... Um, you know, in 897 there was a thing called the Cadaver Synod. No. And what happened was the Pope was elected. He decided that the previous Pope had been corrupt and that mm. he needed to be um, challenged on this. So he sent um, his men <laughs> to go and dig him up. <laughs> <laughs> and they dog him up, brought him into the Vatican like he's he's rotting uh, corpse, oh. and he was tried. The Pope um, tried him for his crime. He lost. He was found guilty. Was he? Well, I mean, under cross examination, he was worse than useless. Did he plead the fifth? Yeah, he very much so. <laughs> I enjoyed that little Simon Sharma interlude. Yeah, yeah. But what an interesting. Yeah, well, it, it just is. made me think. You know, yeah. let's not give up on Savile. Yeah. There's still a chance we can get him. Oh, so, um, yeah, you actually said that. <laughs> um, the thing I like most about His Holiness, yes. Franny, was that he underwent a bit of a makeover. Oh. I like an extreme makeover. Yeah, but what he did... Wasn't well, extreme, I can see you're not it? buying. Well, you're saying that. What he did, he did a 1960s approach to beauty, which was take off those glasses, Miss Jones. Yeah, he did. He started <laughs> off a, on the balcony, yeah, had yes. the glasses on. Then he took. Then he removed them. But it said, you see, he has an off-the-peg cassock, doesn't he? Because he doesn't get the couture one. You don't think one of the cardinals took his glasses off and saying, <laughs> why, Mr Bagloli, you're beautiful. And then he took off the little hat and all his hair cascaded down over his shoulders. So no. I, just, I saw the two pictures and just assumed that his glasses were sat on, on a Bible or somewhat, something that he'd been reading earlier. You know, he'd take them off oh, he'd to left them off. speak to someone, then he's no. wandered away and it's, they're it's just sat I don't know quite what's gone on, unless, unless he's uh, inherited the papal contact lenses. Yeah. But he did seem to start with spectacles, yeah. And, but then uh, he kept getting compared to Jim Bowen, I think he read that. I think that was yeah. it. Yeah. Sent him over the edge. Yeah, I suppose that's a possibility. I hadn't considered that. 
Frank, what's the deal with the, you know, the red straw hat? Yeah, it's, it's a bit duty free shop Tenerife. That I'm not a fan of that. That was uh, Benedetto it, liked that, didn't he? Yeah, but I don't think that was ever worn before Benedict. I think he oh. he invented the uh, <laughs> the red um, sombrero. <laughs> he was he loved a bit of red. Yeah, <laughs> he'd have been great on comic relief. I mean, he's got some free time. I don't know why they couldn't have got him on there as a big as a big nose. Yeah, but the glasses thing. I wonder if Francis is going to look back and think. Oh, why did I wear my glasses on the balcony? That's the shot everyone uses. Yeah. And I look so much better without them. <laughs> <laughs> Is it going to be like Carlos de Jack? You know the one Carlos de Jack picture when he's got one collar in and one collar out? He must have looked at that a million times and thought, God, just for that one picture. Could not somebody have said, oh, hold on a minute, uh, Carlos, or maybe... Uh, Senor Jackal. <laughs> like uh, Mr. Rascal. What they've done <laughs> what they've done is yeah, they've shortened that, you see, Al. Yeah, I'm aware. I'm yeah. following it. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I, God, let's think of some other names that can be shortened. Absolute Absolute, Absolute. Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I wonder if what when he was on the balcony, he hadn't yet really formed full potentness. This is Franny, yeah, yeah, in the glasses. So um, it's a bit like he was Clark Kent. He was still Clark Kent at that point, but oh, now he has become analogy. he has become the the superhero. So now he has uh, taken his glasses off. That's a good way of looking at it, rather than how I looked at it, which was that he didn't have one of those strings to put round his neck, and so therefore he'd lost his glasses. Lanyard. Yeah, yeah, one of those. <laughs> yeah, I just call them glasses. You can strings. use that. Thanks you can use much, that in yeah. one of your skits. Lanyard, yeah, I'm going to... Hang on, let me just write that down. Lanyard, spring. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm slightly worried about with him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's early days, yeah, and, and every, oh, yeah. every certainly every Catholic is watching out for... They oh, think yeah. there's going to be some, you know, oh. what what kind of Pope's he going to be. Uh, I suspect he'll be not massively different from the other Popes. He's not going to come yeah. in and say, you know, maybe we've been wrong about the gay marriage thing. That's not uh-huh. going to happen. No. But um, he um, he's very keen on being ordinary. Uh-huh. He's very he? much, yeah. You know, he he famously didn't live in the um, in the palace in uh, in Buenos Aires. Oh, he for, wouldn't for, have had much luck with the me cardinal. then. <laughs> no, that's the only reason I'd be with him. Yeah, he lived in. Uh, I want that palace. That's, that's not the only reason he wouldn't be with you. But he had an apartment on the outskirts of town. He used to get the boss. Forget uh, about it. No, it's a bit. It's a bit Jerry Halliwell, the tube. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just a bit trying a bit yeah, too hard. It is a bit. Uh, so I, I, I think he's going to accept he's the Pope now, mm-hmm. and uh, you have to. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's nice. I've always thought it's nice that With- Paul McCartney sent his kids to state school. Yeah. But. Um, it's, he's sort of making a, a bit too big a point, really. If you're a beetle, mm. you should have the best education. I don't think it's practical for the Pope to be travelling on uh, tra- London transport or public transport of any sort, really. I don't know if he'd do London <laughs> transport. <laughs> I wish he would, I think though. when he comes here, he'll have yeah. to do the official car. But I'll be in the mobile. The other day, apparently, the they sent a... He used the car, didn't he? Yeah, but they, they don't use that. They, that's for formal events. They he hasn't even got his outfit, which is, let's be honest, FYI, the most important thing. He yeah. hasn't even got the gear yet. Well, and they had three laid out. They have a small, medium and large, apparently. What yeah. if he's a zero? How do they, How can they make that assumption? I don't know if you get... See, that's, such is the state of the modern church. There are no <laughs> zeros. 
in the old days, maybe, but now they live the luxurious life. So, yeah, I think it's all right, you know, to be... A, when you're the Pope, you can be a bit starry. Take the limo. Mm. Yeah. And if you're going to go for the glasses, go a bit out and John, get the windscreen wipers. They get his shoes on eBay, don't they? They get his shoes After on all, eBay. you can't you can't take it with you. They get his shoes on e- eBay. Yeah, yeah, I read it. They said uh, they're getting him the PayPal shoes. Second. Oh. Oh. Can't, can't follow that. Hey, email We've been emailed. It's as simple as that. We have, and it's sort of in the same part of the Venn diagram as uh, as a new pope. This um, we've had a, an email about a former friend of the show, the A B of C. Um, oh. I know it's not it's not directly overlapping, but it's, it's I'm calling it the ecclesiastical section of email a corner. Friend. He, oh, tro- yeah. he, dro- he dropped me like a hot potato. <laughs> oh, what by moving out of the building? No, no. But we were, I thought you know he invited me to a to, a, to a couple of do's, yeah. and then and then. Um, and then we spoke publicly in, in uh, Canterbury Cathedral as part of my... You did my, a lovely interview. ...part of my cathedral's tour. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I never, ever heard from him again. He had a big farewell thing I wasn't invited. Oh, no. Oh. David Baddiel said it's because I ran, and I quote, ran rings round him during <laughs> the interview. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> ran rings round the Archbishop of Canterbury. I love it. Anyway, oh, this is from... B. Crayford. B. Crayford mm. says... Uh, I not B as in the initial, but B as in Beatrice. And you see yeah. what's happened there. Yeah. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Oh, that it's, is clever, isn't it? It's a shortening. Yeah. That, that is good. Yeah, but we've got this email from Beatrice. Um, I thought you might like to hear that the ex-AB of C, Rowan Williams, was recently spotted in a supermarket in Cambridge asking a student, is that a Lord of the Rings pendant? The student confirmed this, to which RW replied, hang on, what's that mean? Oh, it's Rowan Williams. Williams. Yeah. I see, I get it now. That's short in even, of an even that's, more yeah. That's extreme. called um, initials, amazing. Al. That's oh, amazing, isn't it? Initials. Um, that's really clever, FYI. Um, ah, I thought so. More of a Game of Thrones man myself. At this, he won the hearts of everyone in the vicinity. Although I have to admit, I would have even, but I would have been even more excited if he had declared himself to be a Merlin man. Well, indeed. Oh, right. It's probably because he knows I like it and I run rings round. Is that a Lord of the Ran Rings round me pendant? <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting tale. This. Um, is he really a Game of Thrones man, or is it that one of the things that um, Church of England people say to sound like they're down with the kids? Right, like when um, was it uh, down with the geeks? Was it Gordon Brown said that he was a massive Arctic Monkeys fan? In was an it Gordon Brown? Yeah, and I think da- yes, didn't was. David Cameron say like the Smiths? Oh, yeah. Yes, I he think did. he does, though. I think he quotes he does. them. In no, he said someone said Arctic Monkeys. No, somebody yeah, writes got in those trouble. quotes for him. Do you think? He, he, never, he, does, he has no idea of the Smith side. He, said, he just thought it's a common name. It'll, it'll appeal to the I great I can see British him people. liking Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. It's your basic, you know, good v evil tussle, which I would imagine would appeal in a broad sense to these people. Yeah, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, this close to Easter, he should yeah. be. Um, Focusing a bit more on his main test, you, hey, know. you know. What the new I love that Frank's turned now. Now he hasn't had a, f- a few missed calls. Yeah, I, 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 exactly. <laughs> he dropped calls on hey, the iPhone and hath, he's turned. Hell has no fury <laughs> like a Catholic scorned. <laughs> yeah, he needs to be a bit more Crown of Thorns and a bit less Game of Thrones. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. What about that for a, um, yeah. a, a linguistic um, extravaganza? <laughs> Frank Skinner 
So, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text us on 812.15 or you can follow us on Twitter at... Oh, wait. At Frank on the radio. Mm-hmm. Mm. Change that. It's more generic, isn't it? It's just the wideness. Yeah. Very wide. It is. It's, um, it's a broad church, mm. as they say in Wales. Well, that's what you said to... Rowan Williams, and that's what got you in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we? St- I'd like to remain in email corner. I'd like to luxuriate for a bit. Oh, yeah, I haven't played the exit music. Oh, good. Do you know the exit music? No. What is it? Is it Ex- by Radiohead? Exit music for a film. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, what it's, is that? it's the uh, one off the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack, isn't it? That, is it isn't from that your sleep dire straits? Before your father hears us. Oh, yeah. I don't know, but I enjoyed that. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's given me stomachache. This is from uh, Stuart Hodgetts. He says, Dear Frank and Co, I recently had a bizarre dream. It's like Legs and Co. Oh, I love them. Uh, I love two of them. Were you a Babs fan? She went on to marry Robert Powell. She did, yeah. Mm. She was lovely, Babs. I think everyone liked Babs best. From Mm. Legs and Co. Do you don't know who Legs and Co are? He doesn't no. know who they are. Can you explain, they please, They replaced Frank? Pan's people. He doesn't know who Pan's people are. No, he does know. Can you Hang explain, on. please, Frank? Is Co short for company in Legs and Co? No, so. don't stop. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Okay. Um, oh, well, I've lost my place now. Hang oh, on a second. Oh, I think we're having a hiatus. <laughs> Dear Frank and Co, I recently had a bizarre dream where Frank and I were partaking in a game of five-a-side football. But before the game, we sang Three Lions for the national anthems. Frank got injured after 10 minutes while I was given man of the match. Thanks for providing me with constant entertainment. As a Brummie studying in London, it's comforting to hear Frank's Brummie accent send me to sleep in the evening as I listen in on the podcast. Kind regards, Stuart Hodgetts. I seem to be the new Horlicks. (laughs) What I find weird is that if you listen to your voice before going to sleep, I I would think it's pretty likely that you're going to dream about you. Yes. That you think you dream apparently about the thing you think about. It's true because obviously I hear my voice uh, lasting, and I yeah. often dream about me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's that, you're certainly correct. I don't think it's that bizarre, but I dreamt the other day that I was being chased by the police, and then I was interrogated quite aggressively. Oh no, need for that. Part way through the interview with the police, I you got tap out. Danced. No, I didn't. That'll be next week's. Yeah. Um, I got out of yoghurt and started eating yoghurt during an interview with Ooh. the police. That's and against then, every procedure going. But I think I thought... Oh, Sounds to me like some sort of symbolic symbolic representation of Martin McCutcheon's bankruptcy. <laughs> Do you think? Genuinely, was there was... Was it Danon? Was it Paul Danon? No, but the, 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 there's an even bigger reveal here. I don't know what it means, but, you know, perhaps the, uh, the listeners will let us know. There was soil in my yoghurt. You were soiled? I was eating it and there was, like, bits of mud in the spoonfuls of yoghurt. And I was just eating it thinking, oh, well, the police won't even notice that there's soil here. Mm. True story. I mean, it's not a true story. It's a dream, but it's a true story that I dreamt it. We, um, (laughs) that that thing about the three, like, I did a a pilot for a show the other week. um, A a Jason Manford vehicle. Mm. I imagine a sort of northern milk float for that. <laughs> yes, I do. But um, And I... Uh, they were talking about the fact that, that Elton John's son is called Daniel, his second son, after mm. the song. Oh, yeah. 
And I said, if I had triplets, boys, I'd call them all Lionel. <laughs> so they could be known as the three Lionels. Lovely. Got nothing. Oh, oh completely nothing. You deserve something for that. It's, it's, uh, yeah. So did you kiss him? Is that what happened? Uh, nah. <laughs> That's yeah, what you do whenever you're first with a tough just, crowd, isn't it? Well, that's I what I'm going to start doing afterwards. now. Oh, I have been doing that. Sorry, my mistake. I forgot. Now, afterwards, I thought, next time that happens to me, I'm just going to kiss a man and that will rescue an otherwise <laughs> terrible performance. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We're still in email corner, but we've also just had a text in. This is from Eddie Jarman. He says, Hi, Frank Emily and the Cockcrawl. Frank, many years Hello. ago, there was a programme on the TV that asked celebrities what their favourite meal was, and I think they had to demonstrate cooking it. I'm almost certain that you were on it, and you chose a meat pie sandwich with brown sauce. I think melted cheese was involved at some point as well. I remember you demonstrating that the hot meat pie had to be carefully crushed between the slices of bread before eating. Mm. Oh, my God, that sounds so you. I can't even speak. That sounds lovely. I thought you might like to know that I tried it on the strength of your recommendation. Very nice indeed, although I think the faint clunking sound that I heard might have been my artery slamming shut. Are you still a connoisseur of the pie butty, or have you moved on to hoity-toity food now? Well, actually, I... Uh What's odd about that is that I have, um, I do really like uh, a meat pie and cheese uh, sandwich, mm. and it's something I've done for many years, but I certainly don't remember ever making one on the telly. I think either I've completely lost that part of my brain, or, mm. or he's, what's he called, this gentleman? He's called Eddie. Or Eddie's extrapolated. Mm. Wouldn't it be great if he's dreamt that? He's just oh, uh, you're dream obsessed. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit, yeah. I, I like thought it would be great. Show. Would it be great if hey, you, you dreamt know what? that? When I uh, when I first joined this show, I uh, when I was that? Alan? It was uh, June the year before. I like that, Frank. You went a bit judicial <laughs> there. No, when just, was that? Alex? Well, this this <laughs> year, uh, this week, I discovered um, uh, Absolute Radio. Tell me, it was. was um, was our fourth anniversary of this show. A little anniversary, oh yes, so I, I just found that up. out. So in my, I'm just looking at the, my mental pie chart. How big your piece would be? Yeah, and thinking of making a sandwich out of it. Oh, God, um, oh, so sharp. No, you no, told me that. Uh, I looked up what that what that is. Our fourth anniversary. You know, it's like paper and wood. Yeah, that's um, electrical appliances. <laughs> is it really? I'm not joking. I thought they were all just a single substance, like wood, ruby, gold, electrical and then we get Magimix. Oh. Yeah, that's. I hate electrical appliances. <laughs> well, it's one somebody, of my pet hates. Well, that's because you are Amish, to be fair. Yeah, somebody, um, true. Somebody emailed saying that they microwaved pork pies and then ate them with a spoon. Yes. And I, I meant at the time to have a go at that, and I still haven't. Who was that tried from? At Britain's Fattest Man. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> he it. tweeted Did us. Did you? Yeah. What What you end up with is all the jelly and stuff around the meat uh -huh. melts, and the pork. Bobs oh. up and down. It's like if you can imagine a Coke mm. float in which Coke is oh. replaced by fat, and oh. the uh, the ice cream's replaced by pork, and the glass is replaced by pastry. Yeah, that's what it is. Just as you were saying that, I've realised we get up a lot earlier than everybody else. So some people are eating cereal at nine seventeen. No, sorry about that. Who knows Possibly. what people are doing as they listen to this? Also, show. can I say sorry to civilised people about us. all this talk of eating pies? Oh, I don't like pies. Horrible. What? Um, that, I like that that's a surprise to you. What? That's pies and electrical goods <laughs> written off <laughs> in two sentences. 
Dear Frank, lovely Emily and Alan. I had a couple of new white goods this week, by the way. Did you? What did you get? I, I dish, remember you dishwasher. had issues with your fridge not so long ago. Did, no, I've kept the fridge. Oh. A dishwasher and washing machine. How oh, are they working nice. for you? They're all right, but why, why do they have to be white goods? Why not more variety of colour? Well, I have stainless steel goods because it goes was, with my interiors. I was about to say stainless steel really works nowadays. No, but yeah. I want some pastel shades. <laughs> pastel? Right. Oh, wouldn't that be lovely? A nice turquoise dishwasher. Why not? Oh. That's it this week's texting. Like a, a gap in the market. Yeah. And um, I love a gap in the market. Dragon's Den. That's why I opened Gap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know, I'm, I'm the man behind Gap. And I said, semi-trendy. I said, don't go trendy. <laughs> no. Go, let, you know, let's say, like, five years back. Let's, t- let's take yeah. five, five years step backwards. Mm-hmm. What was fashionable then? And do that. And that's what people want, because it takes time for people to get used to things. The British people, they're naturally conservative. With a small C, I said, got a bit of a giggle around the board table. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think we've done all right with it. And I said, also, let's not bother with those little labels. Let's put the name in quite big letters mm-hmm. across the front of stuff. And this guy said to me, oh, people won't, won't have that, because that's just like free advertising. And I said, well, we'll see, Martin, <laughs> what people will have and what, they, and what they won't mm-hmm. have. And um, I think we can safely say I had the last laugh. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. There's, I'd like to talk about a new fashion trend that's emerging. I like the run-up on that because I heard you take quite a big breath. Oh, did you? It's great. Oh, did you like it? I like that look you've got today. So, you know this sort of mm-hmm. Tom Brown school days look the mm-hmm. girls are going for now it's with nice, like the yeah. dark with a white collar on the top? Bit of a Peter Pan collar. It's, That's what I'm um, going for. But I like the... It's sort of convent schoolgirl yes. feel. Mm. Oh, the camcorder, the webcam, whatever it's called now. <laughs> <laughs> we so, are going to be discussing... So, so, so she's just wearing the collar on yeah. top, like the, like the, <laughs> like uh, the Chippendales. <laughs> <laughs> and the cuffs, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to be discussing pants now. Pardon? Mm. Well, mm. let's call this Pants Corner... Because you might be familiar with the concept of VPL. Yes. As men of the world, I'm sure you are. Yes. Can I ask you a technical question as Please you do. work in the fashion industry? Please do. Um, VPL, I would, what would you say that stands for? Visible panty line. Yes. Moi aussi, that's what I'd say it studs for as well. Don't bring the OC into this. <laughs> Don't bring the OC into I this. I would say that's what it stood for as well, VPL, yeah. visible panty line. Yeah. yeah. Is it... Um, and you know I'm really good on abbreviations. So. Mm. But the singular of, of um, panty, yeah. is, is that acceptable? Because you wouldn't <laughs> say, it should be visible panties line, shouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, but because that's what they do in fashion, <laughs> oh they singularise everything, don't they? It's yeah. like when Emily says, that's a nice shoe and that's a nice trouser. Wear it with a jean. A lovely that sleeve, seem right that sort to me, of thing. Because you can see panties. In the plural. Is this you not a word saying I, panties, it's please. Not, <laughs> it's, it's not a word I use often, but I'm, I'm enjoying it. I think this be one of the hazards of this. Can we just topic. establish... In a minute, I'm going to say Nick Nicks. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's in trouble, don't mention yeah. him. Um, but, no, during London Fashion Week, they were actually designers kind of showcased VPL. I can't believe that. Mm. Was it an accident or it was a deliberate... No, there were no accidents in LFW. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so... And apparently, there's one high street department store which says, I don't know if I believe this, but they're saying that they're selling out, women are actually requesting, they want pants where you can see the outline. 
Really? I can't understand. What, because men like I it? I think maybe a journalist rung up and said, we'll mention your store. Right. But who knows? Well, I... I Where I do th- you both stand on the VPL? Well, for I men th- and women? I find with um, authentic underwear, which is what I wear... You, you do, know, you yeah, do nine, nine pairs for a pound. <laughs> um, I find that the seam work mm. of the um, third word children... Yeah. He's so delicate. There is he can't. You can hardly see a thing through. I mean, it, <laughs> in a respect to them, um, and I, they earn that twenty pence a week. Those mm-hmm. kids. Don't think Emily's going to be speaking for a while because of what you've said, making her laugh. <laughs> okay, but um, no, I, I don't get it. But uh, but I I really don't like it. I, I don't want to judge, but I don't you like, don't like it VPL. On, I don't like it on a lady. Oh, oh really? no, I don't mind it. I, I you don't like it. I see, like some it. men you I like think. BPL. Yeah, what about that. in a tight Vorderman dress? For example, there have been times I've had to go, come on, no, I'm sorry, Frank. I'm going to admit it. Oh, when we celebrated your 25 years in show business, I was commando. You, I've never been so disrespected. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That red dress, commando. I wasn't. I wore a suit that had too high a wool content to be going commando. That would have been. I don't. Awful. Don't get. I don't wear very tight trousers because right. I, I get VVL, which is a visible varicose line. <laughs> <laughs> And if they're very tight, they will close the whole damn thing down. It's like a, it's like a tube strike. <laughs> and the blood has to wait at one end. I won't have it. But I'm shocked that you came to my 25th anniversary dinner song, Panties. <laughs> uh, uh, to me, you see, when I look back on that now, that evening will be slightly marred. Yeah. I'm glad you said marred. <laughs> Thanks very um, much. <laughs> no, but I don't... When men wear pants, I don't like to see the inner workings. Do you know what I mean? So that's what it's a reminder, isn't it? I'd, I'd rather you went commando. I'd rather you went maidly, to be honest. Yes. Than I could. That's why I like a boxer brief. I don't like one of those little on briefs. You know those oh, little. The trouble is, it goes the other way. If you go, um, if you go commando as a man, mm. I don't mm. know about you, Alan, but I, I, I tend to get the birthmark oh. on the front of the trousers, <laughs> <laughs> and that's to me that's worse. <laughs> We were talking about VPL on Absolute Radio this morning. Of course. Panties. None of us, we've established, are really fans of it. Well, I I quite like it when I see it on others. I worry about men who say they like it. Why? Because it's a sort of... Yeah, there's an element of, ooh, I can see a woman's pants. I'm not not (laughs) doing that. Albeit in silhouette. I mean... You know, if I was like that, I would be more interested in the thong and what I believe they call the whale tail in the uh, yes. pop culture, don't they? Yes, yeah. I haven't seen one of those for ages. No, it's gone on. It's gone out of fashion. Happily, it's it? generally hidden by a roll of fat nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's one of the pluses of uh, the <laughs> national like, obesity crisis. Like a cheese slicer or something. Yes, <laughs> but when <laughs> ladies wear bodycon dresses, mm-hmm. you tend to get. I don't know what that means. Bodycon is, you know, Carol Vorderman, darling, wears those dresses, they're very tight. Mm. That's called bodycon. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's con short for? I believe it's. Contour, is it the black. Line? Yeah, it's. No, no, but that's, that's something con- different. Con- yeah. Constraint, it could be. It con- oh, could be constraint. Yes. Body conscious, body contour. Conscious, yeah. surely it's not conscious. Oh, I they wouldn't have said body conscious. <laughs> too out in the open. <laughs> body controversial would be good. Yeah. Body form. You see, what oh. do these men do, these comics who wear these skinny jeans and the yellows? Oh, because know. how can they fight VPL? They can't, they have to go madely, don't they? Oh. Well, they can't, though, surely, because then every time you sat down, you'd be showing off cleavage. Like, 
can't do that. No, this is going oh, very no, low. No, I don't like it. Hey, I'm not. I didn't bring this up. I'm just answering it's the question. It's gone a you bit asked talk sport. <laughs> no, I'm a baggy jeans and I'm a cotton boxer short person. Also, we're talking Except about a sport where I'd prefer to what be about, held. What about VBL? What's VBL? The visible bra line. Oh, oh God. See, I don't like... You know when you get the double-decker breast? <laughs> That's terrible. You know when a, slight, a slightly small... Too small brassier and... Yeah. And their cop runneth over. Oh, so you sit in, oh, no, I can't cope I know with that. what you mean. You know no. what, I think a general rule with underwear is I don't like to tell too much of my life story. Good, good, good idea. You know? That's a lot be- beautifully put. Yeah. Never thought of it Keep that some way. of it back for friends and family. Maybe yeah. not family, <laughs> friends. I remember Maybe not when, even uh, friends. <laughs> Maybe when, just partners, potential partners. I blame Madonna, of course. She made it okay to show you your brass here. Mm. Can I say, though, that... When did it become not all right to twang someone's bra strap? <laughs> because that was well, that was a big thing, not only when I was at school, but into my early working days. You just mm-hmm. and it, it didn't seem very sexual because it was it was round the back. You just grab the strap and loose it and. Really? Yeah. When did that go? I think it's been um, pretty recently in the newspaper. There's anyone who works in HR, you can probably put a date <laughs> on it. <laughs> Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. I try and abide by a rule of um, neither a borrower or a lender be. Oh, you've been listening to Polonius. Yes. Mm. I didn't know that. But, yeah. yeah. I got it you went a, to drama school. I sort of got it no, as a form of piercing. No, he was doing the tap. He, oh, yeah. He wasn't yeah. doing Hamlet. Um, and, uh, he I, would have been a good Dane, though. I would be a good Dane, mm, yeah. You would. But I'm probably a bit too old for Hamlet now. How old was Hamlet? Well, no, Hamlet was um, 31. Yeah, David Tennant did it. I suppose I could play down, couldn't I? I could play mm. down. It yeah. could make me look you could younger. Play Bob give down. Me, <laughs> give me, <laughs> in a crimson like safari a, suit. Safari suit. They could pop me in a Bieber fringe and I'd look in my early 30s. No. Um, anyway, there's been a, an amazing picture going around the World Can Wide I say, Web this by the week. Way, yes. It's representative of your age that Bieber doesn't have a fringe anymore. Oh, he I know. Aban- oh, yeah. He abandoned the fringe. Yeah, and then he got all fighty. I'm starting to think he's a bit Samson-like. He gets rid of his fringe and he goes a bit bad-tempered, doesn't he? Mm. Um, there was a, a viral picture this week uh, oh. that went around the World Wide <laughs> Web. Of, people uh, just keep jokes amongst their close circle of friends. <laughs> we have to have these things old. Have you seen that it's gone funny thing on the internet? It's gone round. Uh, a man Frank, got it was given on his the, casserole you know dish. It was on the web. I know. I've, I've, you know, I guess it was on the web. Yeah, and they the like web. the web. Capital T, capital W. On, on the, the on web. The, the Robert, as I call it. <laughs> the Robert Web. Mm. <laughs> yeah, a guy got given his casserole dish back by his sister-in-law, um, absolutely covered in mould. I mean, minging, disgusting. I saw that picture, actually. Oh, having I loved it. I thought it looked beautiful. I did. <laughs> what a, what, I, lo- I absolutely loved it. The multifarious colours yes, of the fondness was, was astonishing. They look like cloud formations. You see, I would have understood if, say, if it had been a bowl of M&Ms that had been left. Yeah. But I don't understand how many various colours came from the same casserole. Sweet potato dish, I believe it was. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, maybe oh, there I've, was some other... I've Googled deep for this How long one. did she keep this? Uh, Four months. Four months. I think, I think that's perfectly acceptable. Really? I'm sorry, yeah. I think... I mean, I also think if you bring round food, you can't expect the dish back anyway. 
Really? To be honest. Yeah, oh God, yeah. yeah. Now you mention it, we have got a couple of uh, some bits of rogue crockery yeah. in the <laughs> cupboard that come from people making us decent it's, enough to make us pies and stuff like that, and, and not you've kept crockery. But I think it's a bit Stefford vibes, Frank. You can't what? just go. Excuse me, can I have my? Imagine if I run Kathy. Kathy, uh, I can I come and bring that Pyrex dish? But it's, like, it's ridiculous. But that's the, that's the Louis. You see, they're often because they're they're oh. baked goods. They're often on a Pyrex dish, and you <laughs> think, oh, you, you can't have too much Pyrex. So yes. you end up keeping it. No. Especially an oven plate. I mean, they're worth their weight yeah. in gold. Yeah. I, they're worth about four quid from Ikea. <laughs> so just go and buy a new one. It's not 1953. Yeah, but it's a big, uh, big walk and you have to follow the arrows. <laughs> and have the little, yeah, pen, little betting shop pencil as well. Yeah, yeah, and you always buy something else once you're there, don't you? You never take a trip. Yeah, horse, apparently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what's your... I, um, I, I have to say, I currently have a box set of Deadwood from um, the, mm. the producer of the show, Daisy, I haven't returned. I have a box set of Mad Men from Sarah, the assistant producer. Hang on, weren't returned. they mine I gave to you? No, no, they were no. Sarah's. Oh. Um, I've, got, I've got your Simon D book. Oh. Can we do our bickering about <laughs> who's got what stuff during <laughs> yeah. the song? I don't have anything sure. from Alan Cochran because he has a very formal <laughs> fines <laughs> system. <laughs> yeah. I, bring, I bring a double entry book everywhere. He, has the, I did, he did have one curfew in the 90s <laughs> when stuff was brought back. Oh, so Amnesty, yeah. Other than that, yeah, it's, uh, I end up putting VHSs through his letterbox, like in, <laughs> like in the old days of the. Uh, I think it's. I'd, I'd, I'd like to know what what the rules are on uh, on returning. I must say, absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We're talking about the returning or non-returning of loaned items. I have a few of yours. I've got a talking book and I think a book of yours. Which book? Um, I think I've got one of the uh, one of the page turners that we share about. And, and I sublet that to you. That's, that's awkward. Right, yeah. That's um, no, that that is to be passed on. I think those page turner books. No one's ever read one twice. I think once no. you read it, that you pass them on. Oh, okay. So the yeah. pressure's off a bit. Probably. I've yeah. still got that Audrey tattoo film. I think yes, that Frank I, gave I wasn't me. Mention no, well, I was. <laughs> I can't return it now. I think the point has passed beyond which I can say, "Oh, I loved that movie." Because my bad behaviour. It's just any mention of it. I cringe if anyone mentions Audrey tattoo or French films <laughs> because I, I think I love Audrey tattoo. Is it what a oh, don't it makes me feel ill. Is that what it is? I wish you'd want no. it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I knew you were going <laughs> to no, say no, this. No, but I think <laughs> it's one of those it? films. And um, is it, uh, what you? Do- this is my nightmare. I've had nightmares <laughs> for eighteen months about this happening, it's and ver- it's really happening. It's very important to watch it before anyone tells you what happens, because okay. it's one of those when you think, oh. Oh, I wish. <laughs> well, I. I wish we could name the film because it must be frustrating for I the I wish I could name the film, but I haven't seen the DVD for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> That's my problem. Can I just I, say, if my friends Noel and Lisa are listening, um, we still have your garden fork, and uh, I'm really sorry. He's got a helicopter. He can come and pick it up, can't he? My wife broke it, I think. So. Oh, no. Mm. I think we're well, I've still, got some, uh, I've still got some marble ornamentation from the Parthenon that I took in the early 19th century. They want them back. I know they do. Fuss. I know. Yeah. Uh, do you think I can remember where I put them? No. no. no have you I lost can't. your marble? I'm still genuine. <laughs> 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 oh, it was worth coming today for that. <laughs> <laughs> I've still genuinely got a T-shirt from the Shoreditch fire station. So sorry, guys, I've still got that. Well, they couldn't let you go home naked. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you think they want it back? 
I'm sure that... Well, I, I don't know, but I don't think I should have taken it. No. I was cold and I was passing well, and I went in and asked for it's one. It's cold on that pole. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not supposed to be on there for 25 minutes. <laughs> Speaking of T-shirts, when I was in South Africa with David Baddiel at the World Cup, I had an Evie Sue T-shirt. You were aware of Evie Oh, Sue? very much so. Yeah, and he um, he was wearing it and he said, oh, the, the cleaner must have put it in the wrong thing. I mean, he knew it wasn't his. Oh, no. So I, he's, I said, well, you, what you're going to do is, well, I'll take it home and wash it and I'll give it to you. Has he ever given it to me? I've no. been around his house two dozen times. Never. Never return my... If you're listening, David, my white FDC T-shirt, I would really like that back. Oh, you moan about all that art going during the war. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can follow us on Twitter at Frank on the Radio. Indeed. And uh, we, we have received uh, missives from the outside world. Um, one uh, being an email, as they say. Dear Ms. Dean, Ms. Dean, Mr. Skinner and Mr. Cochran, gone for the formal. Mm. Uh, as a new viewer to the webcams, I was wondering if I could ask a couple of questions in regard Uh-oh. to a couple of puzzlements. Uh, one, why does the obviously attractive Miss Dean have her oh, chair placed lovely. so that we, the web viewers, are unable to actually see her? That's, is this is not he representing a breach of her family? Maybe. I think the problem was that we... we um, in the old days, in the um, when Gareth was on the show, uh-huh. the mm. uh, co-presenter Emeritus, pre-Cockrell era, yeah, yeah. Um, he um, BC before Cockrell, he uh, <laughs> exactly he altered, didn't he? He, he adjusted one of the uh, webcams, <laughs> right? It um, was a sort of Banksy move. It was it got us but, in significant trouble. Oh yeah, we got it? told off. So we haven't touched them since then. So I'm sorry yeah. if they're not aiming in, in the right spot. And it's a shame because I've actually got it going on today. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, two, may I ask who the fourth member of your crew is? Member and crew. Fourth and crew are both in inverted commas there. Fourth member of your crew is. And where did she get that rather nice uh, Parker? Uh, I await correction if incorrect. Um which was just seen recently after a trip to Cafe Nero for warm <laughs> beverages. Oh. There's a fine line between webcam viewer and stalker, isn't there? <laughs> and I, I like it. Keep up the fun and frolics. Mitch in Woodford, eagerly awaiting the rugger. Well well done, though, Mitch. Not for eagerly awaiting the rugger. In fact, I don't, I don't know if I want to talk to Mitch having heard that. <laughs> I wish I'd read Not to the, the end before reading this out. I we'll mean, who, right off. who eagerly awaits the rugger? <laughs> well, Carling... Does he, though? <laughs> I think he's glad to be out of it. <laughs> um, now, Mitch, um, well spotted. I didn't spot the Parker, and I was in the same room. Where it's did nice, it come sir. from, Sarah, the Parker? Top shop. Top shop, there oh, you go. That's oh. for you, because you've got a heavy investment in Gap, I believe, haven't you? <laughs> well, heavy investment? It's... He was one of the original founders in 1974. I'd say nowadays my investment is largely, largely emotional. Gap. <laughs> right. I'm yeah, really yeah. just a figurehead. Yeah. What he does, he sort of minds it, don't you? I do, I, I yeah. do mind it. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say it. No, I'm not either. <laughs> no, that's, that's what's no. great, because we know our, our readers are so clever, they'll have done they'll it for themselves. It. I know what your next project is. It's next, isn't it? <laughs> I'm not sure about next. <laughs> oh. I'm thinking of... Uh, gap and gone, right, next. I'm thinking of um, F 
FK, what's it called? You've got to learn to pronounce it first. <laughs> you know, the, the board meetings, that's not going to yeah, go well, down very it's, well. It's, you know, it's one of my tentative portfolios. Yeah. I yeah, made my mind up. We've also had missives from people about things that they've borrowed over the yeah. years and not returned. Oh, yes. Yeah. Twelve years ago, my father-in-law loaned me a dehumidifier to dry the plaster in a newly built conservatory. Myself and his daughter have now been divorced for six years. Oh. What shall I do with the dehumidifier? Keep it. Yeah, well, they're, yeah, always, they're always handy. That's separation tax. What about yeah. this? So there was a... I've got a flat with uh, with people living in it. I'm a landlord. Are you? Oh, yeah. Some landlords. Yeah. <laughs> and those uh, awful men in the 60s. Yeah, I'm a sort of a <laughs> evil Rackman type figure. And they had a leak. And, I, and the other people who the water came from, they paid for the leak. But they had to have a dehumidifier in to dry the plaster. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to charge me for the extra, extra electricity used by the dehumidifier. Oh. Did they? They did. What I happened? sent them that old-fashioned piece of underwear, a short shrift. <laughs> oh. Yeah, well, I, that was absolutely outrageous, I thought. Is that what you said in the email? Oh, I didn't send an email. I just nailed a cockerel to their door. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I don't like that. It's my people. This is Frank Skinner. The chap not giving back his father-in-law the dehumidifier. I have a theory about borrowed things that if you do without it for long enough, you learn that you can do without it. Does that make sense? Mm. Yes, it's very Buddhist. I like that. It is, yeah. But I I have the other perspective on this because years ago I lent my mate, who will remain nameless in this story, some money for his rent that was in two weeks' time or whatever. And... uh, Last week, Can we ask him what sort of money we're talking about? Uh, well... Oh, you always have to ask was, the question, <laughs> I hope you're never going to ask. Well, if you're not going to name him, it's all right. <laughs> it was it? so long ago that I thought it was £400, and it turned out to be 500 Oh, OK. Um, and, uh, it turned out to be 17 and 6 he, uh, Yeah. He gave me it back a couple of weeks ago. Did he? That's good. With interest. Like to, yeah, he put an extra fifty pounds in, saying, "I'm really sorry it took that long." And Aww. how many years are we talking? Uh, I think perhaps six, maybe quite quite a while. I'd have written it off by then. Not, not three weeks. I had I had written mm. it off, and I must say, I'm putting tickets on myself here, as my mum would say. But I was really cool about it. I was really cool about it because I was just like, "You're going to have to remind me." Even as I gave me, I was like, "You're going to have to." This is now your job because I can't keep nagging you about it because we're mates. That's not. It's not my style. Yes. And then uh, he's brought it up all the way along. He said, "You know, I do. I do know about it." And it's not like one of those. He's done things that, that for six years. He said, "I haven't I'd forgotten about it." I'd say for a while. Yeah. That's I mean, worse. If you've forgotten about <laughs> it, I'm not, I'm he's not, just rubbing your really? nose in it. I'm not going to lie. I've forgotten he's about don't... it, but you know what? I'm not paying. He hasn't been lavish. Don't with go Rackman yet. <laughs> okay. The guy didn't have the money. Yeah, yeah. Although there is that then temptation to go, oh, you, you told me a story earlier about how you went out for a beer. You had money for a beer, but well, that's not for the, it. That's there the problem. The, it's toxic, isn't it, in that I, way? I think, as a rule, never lend money to friends or my father, and then you'll be okay. It's <laughs> a good rule. He could have put aside £1.50 a week <laughs> and paid you earlier. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, all of these are the thoughts it's that run Michael through Parkinson's one's head. I'd, tell you, I'd, I'd be holding that. Fifty mo- a week. I'd be holding up that money to the light. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, make sure there's some metal strips in it. But then you, like, just like this chap that's the father-in-law, he will have learned how to cope without his dehumidifier. And if you now give him back mm. his dehumidifier, he'd, he'd have this weird, like, bonanza moment of going, yay, Would I've got a though? dehumidifier that I didn't need. Or he might go... Bear in mind, this is anymore. the daughter's ex-husband's yeah. going to turn up suddenly at the house out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she might be there with her new boyfriend yeah. and stuff. And he comes in with a humidifier. Dehumidifier. Do you know that's always a cheap and excuse, if he came isn't in, he'd it? As be well, the humidifier, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> be tension in the air, and he'd go, "I've got some. I've got just the thing for this." Well, if she cried, at least he's got the dehumidifier. <laughs> <laughs> it could dry her out in a treat. I've well, had yeah. an ex saying that. An ex saying, "Oh, um, hi, I've got your denim jacket." So it's all right, keep it. Oh, they do it. that. Yeah. They do that. Give yeah. it to your new girlfriend. Oh, I don't think it'll fit. I just send full postal address. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, I said post it to me. Yeah. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Never got you don't, it. Don't, don't look back when it comes to dehumidifiers. There's also a weird <laughs> thing. When you get given money back that was originally yours, you then feel like it's free money, like it's spending money. Suddenly you're going, yay, I can spend... I might not have been meaning to spend it four years ago or whatever it was. You'd but have probably suddenly... spent it on something brilliant in the meantime. Yeah, yeah, I've been spending it like a sailor on shore leave or something. I've been going crazy. Oh, mm-hmm. The Clark's Originals I've been buying. Oh, God. Is that what, is that what sailors spend on surely? <laughs> no, no, they mainly yeah. spend, be a lot they more mainly spend <laughs> it on tattoos and rum, don't they? But well, I've been a bit less uh, crazy. Can I say, by the way, that I had a postcard? I don't get many postcards now because the, oh. written, the written word, the actual written word is, let's face it, it's in trouble. It is. It's not in vogue. But um, this is from Caroline... And she was. Uh, she said, uh, "Dear Frank, Emily, and Alan, whilst walking in Shropshire last weekend, I came upon this and just had to send it. I am a long-time listener to the show, so if any of you are ever in Rains Park, oh. I'd be happy to show you the local sites. That is all, Caroline. Oh, nice. And what she sent me is a postcard, and it's some 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 pictures of Shropshire, and uh, it says, A Houseman's Shropshire.'" Oh. oh. If you've never listened to the show before, <laughs> this might be slightly confusing. Um, but there is a rule on um, Absolute Radio that if you mention the uh, the poet A. Houseman, an alarm goes off. Mm-hmm. Only the first time you mention it, so we're all right now. There's a little quote as well. It says, That is the land of lost content. I see its shining plain, the happy highways where I went and cannot come again. I wish I'd used that to um, bring in the travel. With time, it's not mm-hmm. a time, and it's everything in this business. Frank, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We've uh, heard from John in Hereford via email. Right. Oh, you paused as if you were about to comment on him. I no, we no, I play email corner, but yeah. no, no, I, no, we're um, still in it. Is that it? I thought you were just saying. <laughs> No, just keeping me posted. I'm not going to share with you what he said. It's between me and John. John in Hereford. Uh, dear Frank, lovely Emily and Alan, well, thank you very much. That was from John in Hereford. No, he does go on. <laughs> no, OK. I've recently been studying my world map to memorise countries. Well, I've heard some names for it. <laughs> <laughs> 
to memorise countries ending in stan, just in case it ever came up as a topic on Pointless. Oh, we- yeah, we talked about one uh, this a few Kazakhstan. weeks ago. I was in weeks. absentia, yeah. yeah. Were you? I was, yeah. Certainly, that's not far away, is it, from uh, Kazakhstan? near Kazakhstan, yeah. yeah. Uh, we, uh, yeah, so I was wondering about how many countries there are that end in uh, an Istan. Or Istan, that, yeah. And we, we had a few... Uh, because mm-hmm. one of the, one of our better textings. Yeah, <laughs> but I did say it could work on pointless. Mm-hmm. What would be the most? One of our more Route One textings. Mm-hmm. I do think if you spent ten minutes a day looking at um, a world atlas, mm. and to another ten minutes looking at the running order and the general doings of the American presidents, you could win quite a bit of money on TV quiz shows. I, th- I think that's yeah. the backbone of the TV quiz show. Geography, the American presidents. Yeah. You could have been a good coach to Major Ingrams. I actually know a guy yeah. who um, makes quite a lot of money from going on TV shows and winning quizzes. Oh, yeah, that's that? what. I, well, I can't name oh, him because okay. otherwise he might get banned. Okay. Oh. Um, John in Hereford continues. Now I can only hope that none of the hundred people they ask were listening to your show. As Turkmenistan was my best chance at that's a pointless that, answer. That's a good. That's, that's, is, uh, you, you'd be you'd be gutted if that uh, yeah. didn't get pointless. He says I'm not going to be on pointless, and I don't intend to apply. But my dad and I compete by standing at the TV each day. No night's standing. move. Standing. He says shouting. Why did I say standing? I, I'm so sorry by oh. shouting at the TV each day. <laughs> I like the idea of standing. <laughs> I do that. I do that for the 3D channel. It looks, it looks better close up. <laughs> No nights move, as I'm a happily coupled gay pig farmer. What? What? As as we speak. Yes. And also, that does he mean? And he's in Hereford, so that I have actually been to the Hereford pig auction. I need oh, to so, know. Yeah, what, I did go once. Did you get anything? No, there wasn't much there, to be honest. I had a browse. Okay. So I had a browse of some sows. I was. I worked at the browse Hereford pig auction, but I was just interviewing <laughs> pigs. Uh-huh. Apparently, it's perfectly acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> Judging by last night's comment relief. Okay. Oh. What um, what I find weird is him saying that he's a happily coupled gay pig farmer. Doesn't that sound like he farms gay pigs? Uh-huh. Does, oh, shouldn't yeah. it be pig farmer who is gay? That would be... Uh, Maybe it's the rainbow sty. <laughs> That's what they call it. It's a bit <laughs> tricky, Lovely. isn't it, the gay... Is, is the money in the gay pig? Because really you need to... You just have to slaughter them. You couldn't... They wouldn't breed. Exactly. No. Yeah, you might only do... Yeah, have a civil partnership. It's a very uh, specialist area, though. Yeah. <laughs> Is that why they're pink? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. They've just got a big order, though, with uh, Sir oh, Elton John. <laughs> and his partner, David Furnish. Yes. The producer, David Furnish. Yes. Yeah. What else? Well, we can continue in email corner to uh, uh, another uh, email. Um, this is like a bad episode of Ask Gaspel. <laughs> Hello, Frank. Hello. So this is being directed... Oh, sorry, I thought that was you. ...at, at yourself. Um, after remembering your story as to whether Columbo had one eye or two, with his glass eye playing the part of a real eye... I should back this up, that Peter Falk has got... Um, had, obviously, he's, he's no longer with us. He um, had a glass eye. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and Famously, I would say. Yes, yeah. but I was never certain whether Colombo was supposed to have a glass eye as well. Mm-hmm. So did Colombo have a glass eye, or was Peter Falk's glass eye playing the part of a real eye in right. Colombo? That was the debate. It's something I believe we've wondered several times. Oh. Um, mm. uh, in the episode Colombo, a trace of murder broadcast on Channel 5 around 3pm today, brackets 9th of March, close brackets, mm-hmm. a line in his script said... 
three eyes are better than one in a scene about an hour in. He's got three eyes, then, it turns out. <laughs> Hope that answers your question. Oh, Keep gonna, up the good work. It's all gone a bit Bill Dirks. Jude and Tony. <laughs> Do you know Bill Dirks? That's yeah. a terrible story. Bill Dirks was... Uh, well, I mean, he was, he was, he was a deformed person. But oh, he had terrible cool. face, terrible facial deformity. And he, he worked in a, like an elephant man-type role in, a, in right. the travelling fair. Right. But he had one like lump on his head, which he used to paint... <laughs> he used to paint an eye on it. So it looked like he had three eyes, and he was um, he was billed as the three-eyed man. Oh. Bill Dirks, the three-eyed man. The three-eyed man, yeah. And as usual, the references that this show covers are really quite broad and wide, <laughs> well, aren't they? You know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a difficult question, the whole is the glass. I mean, you know, in Up Pompeii, is Frankie Howard's wig... A Frankie wig, Howard's or, or is yeah, it yeah. playing the part of real hair? I suppose every wig oh, is yeah. playing the part of real hair. It's one of the great philosophical questions. It is. Take um, Pamela Anderson in barbed wire. <laughs> it's, too big, it's too big a question. <laughs> We've had an email, Frank. This is from Simon Oak from Sheffield. Mm. Dear Mr Radio, the Divine Miss M and the Cockerel, it appears I may work with the reincarnation of Peter the Wild. Wow, big news. Peter the Wild was um, George the first pet human being that he yeah. kept in a. It uh, wore a leather collar and was. Uh, we need to wi- widen it out for people that are newly listening to this show. Don't yes. We? Yeah. Any regular listeners will be aware he's a recurring. Yeah, he's a, he's a friend of the show. A motif. <laughs> <clears throat> Simon says I'm contracts manager for a construction company in the Huddersfield area. Ooh, big Brilliant. man. And we- <laughs> And we employ a labourer who bears too many hallmarks of Peter the Wild for him not to be at least a direct descendant, if not the latest embodiment of the man himself. Our man lives on the outskirts of Holmfirth in an old farmhouse. Holmfirth. You're oh, I'm me. sorry. Holmfirth. In, <clears throat> in seven years of me knowing him, he has barely uttered more than two sentences to me. Well, in fairness, nor is a security guard downstairs <laughs> to me. No. In four years. Or to me. No. Hi, if you're listening. Um, to me. His daily dress is a boiler suit open to the navel, Ooh. with his bare chest clearly visible no matter how cold or hot the weather may be. He eats a whole raw onion every day for his morning snack. Which Peter the Wild used to yes. do, of course. Mm-hmm. We also, and if I remember right, he used to sing songs with no words. <laughs> <laughs> and he used to um, stare at bonfires for long periods of time. Yeah. Anyway, he continues. I um, miss him. <laughs> he has his hair cut once a year, mm. the weekend of the local sheepdog trials. He's a lovely guy. Oh, does he combine that? Was it just, <laughs> I don't I know. The shears are out. Exactly. He's a lovely guy whose skills are an absolute asset to the company, but as I'm sure you'll agree, the similarities to George I's favourite pet are uncanny. That is all. Simon Oak from Sheffield. The, one of the odd things about this <clears throat> is that I spent some time living in a cottage on the outskirts of Holmford. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Did you really? Because I did it in the uh, way back in the uh, 80s and uh, the 80s, 90s, I did a a TV programme which we filmed at Wakefield Opera House. Is that right? And uh, so I lived in, I think it was a crofter's cottage just just outside of uh, Home Firth. Did you wear a boiler suit open to the navel? I really hope not. No, no, here comes a mention it. I wore a boiler suit open to the navel, but um, starting at the bottom. But then you were performing in a Slipknot as well at the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, weird. I'll tell you what is weird, is that it's taken this long for this email to come in, because 
having grown up not that far from that area, I would say that this description applies to about 30% of the male population <laughs> of the Huddersfield area. Well, I'll tell you, I, um, I did a gig at Wakefield Opera House, and this, how 80s is this? Is this joke I did. I said um, I was backstage and um, Lloyd Cole came in. Lloyd Cole was doing the gig that mm. night. I Causing said, you know, emotion. long black greasy hair, unshaved, and I thought it was Tanita Tickerham. <laughs> 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 Don't get any more 80s than that. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We've had a tweet in. This is from um, Thayer Shakir. Thayer mm. Shakir? I don't know, I'm sorry. Uh, did you know Frankie Howard insisted the wig for Pompeii was put over his own wig? Big fan of Frankie and Frank. And Franny, I hope, the triumvirate. Anne Frank, did you say? No. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Anne Frank as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know why she didn't tour. Mm. Um, I think you do. <laughs> yeah, she had that residency in that upstairs. Anyway, so, um, yeah, I didn't think that he actually... I know that he did that if he had to wear a wig in a show. I actually spoke to a, a, a makeup woman... Oh, really? ..who said to me that um, it's a bit of an awkward moment because... The obvious thing to do is to take off the wig he's already wearing and put mm-hmm. the, the the wig for the show on top of that. But you had to pretend that the wig he was wearing wasn't a wig, right? And you had to put the other wig over the top of that wig. It is. It's an extremely sensitive job, the makeup lady <coughs> job on, on is, shows, isn't it? It is for that mm. one. They're I've usually a good source of gossip about who in the industry smells. I've or... never heard a makeup woman gossip in my <laughs> life. <laughs> I don't believe that. I'd love to have heard Frankie Howard sing uh, No Limit. Yeah. No, 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 no. That would have been marvellous. If he'd have hung around, you see, he'd have been doing that on Comic Relief now. He would. Think on I like the idea of hanging around. <laughs> as a choice. Between, between de- as if you have that choice. Should I hang around or... Mm. Oh, no. Mm. Um, I choose death. Mm. Was um, that by two unlimited, the uh, no it was, song. yeah, yeah, good, very well observed. Any pop fans listening? They just chuck that in. Talking of pop fans, mm-hmm. Frank's been, um, you've been gigging about. I went, um, I went to the Hammersmith Apollo this week, yeah, uh-huh. to see um, my bloody Valentine. Are you familiar with their work? I am, Language they're not the it. most prolific, they release albums <laughs> every 21 years or something, yeah. don't they. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, what, I'll be straight with you. I didn't know much about their work. My my girlfriend is a big fan of theirs, mm. so it was one of those when I was very much the plus one. But I thought it was quite an event. What I did is I sorted these tickets out on Valentine's Day. Oh, so nice. it was a Valentine's Day gift, mm. my bloody Valentine. So perfect. See what you've Lovely. Done there. See what yeah. You've done. I'm hoping that, uh, you know, The Egg, do you know that band? I'm hoping they're touring over Easter. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, for Mother's Day last week, you got her a box set of some Mothers Do Have Them, didn't you? <laughs> Actually, for and then, Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention. You're going to see Gerard Christmas, I believe, at the end of the oh, year. Oh, well, I mean, it's all, it's all so perfect, isn't it? <laughs> was it a good gig? That was the... Well, I, I've got to say that it's honestly one of the best gigs I've ever been to, and I've been to five million. It's an understatement to say they make a din, isn't it? Well, mm. I will have to come back to this in, in a minute, mm. but um, honestly, it was fantastic. Absolutely. Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. My bloody Valentine. Yeah, so when you get to a my... Forgive me if you are uh, an aficionado of uh, my bloody Valentine. I'll tell you that which you already know, but that's life. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, when you get there, there are signs everywhere saying um, earplugs are available from all our staff all over the theatre. And you're very much encouraged to take earplugs. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. And there's, uh, so they started, and I thought, well, they are loud, but I can, I'm all right with this. I, you know, I, I've, had, I've done loud before. But it's all in... There's one song called uh, You Made Me Realise, mm. and there's a sort of a, a passage in that that lasts for about ten minutes. Mm-hmm. And I would say a fair description is, I've never laid on a train track and let a train go over me. <laughs> All right. But it's like that. It's that. It's visceral. Mm-hmm. Mm. It, it shakes your innards. And... Uh, and so everyone, when it got to that bit, all around me, people started putting in earplugs. Uh-huh. And I did that thing, you know, when um, when uh, Odysseus is tied to the mast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Being and, tempted and, by and the, the sirens. And the sirens, because if you hear the, the voice of the sirens, they lead you onto the rocks. And he says, now, tie me to the mast. I want to hear them. Just, mm. don't, just don't do anything I tell you to do when I say, you know, steer left or whatever. I did that. I took out my... Um, my plugs. Did you? And had a listen. It's fantastic. Did it hurt, though? I did about 25 seconds before the blood <laughs> came. <laughs> but it was, uh, it was exciting. It, uh, I, I think it was good for me. I think so. I was in, I was introduced to them some years back. Pardon? When I <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was a joke and a very fine one. Oh, thank you. Um, I was working in our price. Doing a Saturday job. Ah, remember our price? I do remember oh. our price. Mm, I love that Saturday job. Working in our price, Muswell Hill. And um, Manus, the Irish guy with dreadlocks who worked there, he only wanted to listen to My Bloody Valentine, so he'd put it on every time the manager would leave. Right. The customers didn't like it. The no. nice mum was coming in, and they used to come over, and the manager would tell him off and say, I've told you, Mariah Carey this week. Would he say so, bad mm. manners? <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> He was good. He used to have a little lie there. But no, oh, I, good, I quite like that album. That one about whenever it was, 30 years ago or whatever. Mm, yeah. Well, but I tell you, it was, honestly, it was a life-changing gig for me. For a starter, I've never worked with plugs before at a gig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never tried. And I found I was doing a bit of a mi- bit of mixing. Oh, On yeah. one of them, I took one out and left the other one in. And then I had them sort of hanging half in. They were suspended by my earwax. A bit like, you know when you pull one slice out of a pizza and the mozzarella goes with it? It was like that. <laughs> but it was, you can make all sorts. If you put them right in, the whole music sort of strips down and separates like it's some terrible dream. So um, oh, I was having the best fun. Is it a bit like listening to the radio whilst having a bath where you sort of dip your head in and out? How and you dare get a you ask? How dare you ask me that? <laughs> <laughs> Why is that rude? Because I'm naked in that thought. Oh, I, <laughs> oh you know, no, I not like, in my mind. I assume that you bathe in trunks. That's oh, well, like, uh, like nuns are supposed to bathe in <laughs> swimsuits. Well, I think Greg Davis has got the answers to these questions <laughs> this yes, week. He has now. Yeah. Oh, we've come full circle, haven't we? Oh yeah, that's what Greg Davis said. Indeed. Okay. Well, I think we uh, we leave it there. We're getting back to kissing. There was more kissing last night, wasn't there? Someone I know, but I don't in. want to talk about that. Who kissed last night, though, on the um, show? On Comet Relief. Two two men? David Pardon? David Tennant. <laughs> David Tennant and... John Bishop. And John Bishop. Oh. I mean, come on. <laughs> I don't, I'm surprised John Bishop can go back to Liverpool after that. Oh. You know, there. Some people, they don't like it. <laughs> 
One of the quotes, one of them, I don't do, I hate doing things from readers' comments, but I noticed that thing in the mail. One of the readers' comments said, bloody disgusted if you ask me. I mean, you know, it's for comic relief, for goodness sake. Anyway, Mark Crossley's coming up next. It's all right to say, is it all right to say that? I'm sorry if anyone's offended by the word, um, the B word. Um, and what are you all giggling? Has something happened? Oh my God, my trousers have come down. Um, look, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio.